Pastor Kevin Temper, Crossroads Church, and please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, giver of life and every good thing, we thank you for this day, and we rejoice and we are glad in it. We thank you that in an ever-changing world that you are unchanging. We thank you for the gift of life and the blessings that you give to us. We seek the peace and the prosperity of this city we love, Norfolk. We love, we pray for it, its people, and its leaders. I pray that you give wisdom and discernment to those who govern, that they would lead with both grace and truth, justice and compassion, and with wisdom and humility. As a new school year begins and fall comes, we ask for protection and guidance for our teachers, students, and all the families. We ask that you would lead, guide, direct, and help us this evening. We pray this in your holy, resurrected, matchless name. Amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Mr. Doyle? Here. Ms. Graves? Here. Ms. Johnson? Here. Mr. Cleland? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smeagle? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. I have a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? <laughs> Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good evening. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend our council meetings, the procedure that we will follow tonight is to first take up uh, the regular uh, agenda, I'm sorry, ceremony items, uh, and then we'll take up public hearings in the consent agenda, which we voted on in the block. If any member of the council or the public wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up the regular agenda items in order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we'll take up any new business that come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered with the clerk prior to 7 p.m. in the lobby. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name and your address, and please limit your comments to three minutes. Mr. Clerk, I B one. First item is the receipt of bids pursuant to invitation of bid and notice of public hearing scheduled this day pursuant to state law. Public notice having been published in the local press by the city clerk to accept bids for a long-term lease of portions of Waterside Marina located at 201 Waterside Drive in the city of Norfolk, subject to certain terms and conditions. How many bids have been received? We have received two bids. Please identify the bids and mark them for identification. A bid has been submitted by Oasis Marinas. I have marked it for identification as Oasis Marinas bid 828-2018 
and an additional bid has been submitted by Waterside Marina LLC. I have marked it for identification as Waterside Marina LLC 828-2018. Are there any additional bids offered? If there are no additional bids offered, I declare the bidding closed. Is there any member of the public who wishes to be heard on this matter? If no member of the public wishes to be heard I, on this matter, I declare the public hearing closed. Is there any recommendations from the city staff regarding the bids received from Oasis or Waterside Marina? Uh, yes, sir. City staff recommends that the bids by Oasis Marinas and Waterside Marina LLC be reviewed by city staff and a recommendation be made to the council at your October 23rd, 2018 meeting. Is there a motion to continue this matter to October 23rd, 2018 to receive the recommendation of the city staff and to consider the bids from Oasis Marina and Waterside Marina LLC? I so move. I second the motion. Is there any further discussion? If not, Mr. Clark, please call the roll. And the motion is to continue this uh, item to October 23rd, 2018. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clark, I be too. The next item is the receipt of bids pursuant to an invitation to bid and notice of public hearing scheduled this day pursuant to state law. Public notice having been published in the local press by the city clerk to accept bids for a lease with a term of seven years with the option to renew the lease for two additional periods of five years each for the premises located at 103 and 111 Granby Street and the building located at 120 West Main Street in the city of Norfolk subject to certain terms and conditions. How many bids have been received? We've received one bid. Please read the bid and mark it for identification. Granby Street Holdings LLC has submitted the following bid. Granby Street Holdings LLC is pleased to submit a bid for a lease of 103 and 111 Granby Street in the building located at 120 West Main Street in the city of Norfolk for a term of seven years with an option to renew for a lease of two additional periods of five years each. I have, marked it. I have marked this as identification. Thank you. Are there any additional bids offered? If there are no additional bids, I declare the bidding closed. Is there a member of the public who wishes to be heard on this matter? If there's no member of the public who wishes to be heard, I declare the public hearing closed. Is there a recommendation from the city staff regarding the bid received from Granby Station Holdings, LLC? Uh, yes, sir. City staff recommends that the bid by Granby Station Holdings, LLC, be reviewed by city staff and a recommendation be made to the council at your September 11, 2018 meeting. Is there a motion to continue this matter until the next meeting of the city council on September 11, 2018, to receive the recommendation of the city staff and to consider the bid from Granby Station Holdings, LLC? I so move. I second the motion. Is there, is there any further discussion? If not, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. The motion is continued to September 11th. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH1. Public hearing one scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of Benna Victor development for a an amendment to the future land use de designation in the general plan plan Norfolk 2030 from office to commercial and b a zoning from office to conditional on property located at 5900 Northampton Boulevard 
This was passed by on June 26th and July 10th, and the Planning Commission recommends approval. All right. Bob Beeman. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, members of council, for the record, my name is Rob Beeman. I'm a local land use attorney with the law firm Troutman Sanders here today on behalf of the applicant Northampton Commercial LLC. Joining me this evening are Mr. Sandy Cohen, the principal of Northampton Commercial, and um, Randy Wright, our civil engineer. First, I'd like to take the time to thank planning staff for all their hard work on this application. The application before you today results from an extremely collaborative process, and we appreciate the feedback and input we've received from city staff over the past several months. Working closely with the city planning staff, the applicant has crafted a series of detailed proper development conditions that will control each and every aspect of the proposed commercial center and would ensure that this is a high quality and attractive development. As a result of that process, the application comes to you with a positive staff recommendation and a unanimous recommendation approval from the city planning commission. The applicant has also worked very hard to engage the community in this zoning process and has met with the Lake Taylor Civic League to discuss this application on three separate occasions. Based on the feedback we received from the Civic League, it appears that there are two primary concerns that they've expressed with this application, with the first being whether the project is compatible with the recently adopted City Green Infrastructure Plan, and the second, whether uh, this project would affect traffic along Northampton and USAA Drive. With respect to the first issue, it's important to note that the subject property was previously owned by the City of Norfolk, was conveyed to the private sector for development purposes, and has been zoned for development for many years. Additionally, the applicant has agreed to dedicate an approximate one-acre portion of the site to the city to be used to preserve existing tree canopy and to provide better access for the maintenance of Lake Wright. The dedication area, which constitutes a significant portion of the overall approximate seven-acre site, uh, is larger on a percentage basis than a similar recent dedication made by the IKEA just down the street. Regarding traffic, the existing office buildings located uh, adjacent to the site currently do cause traffic issues at rush hour when everybody leaves work to go home at the same time and, and comes out on that traffic corridor at the same time. But for this reason, additional office development on the subject property would be uh, incompatible and would only make that traffic situation worse. The proposed commercial development that is the subject of this application is it would have peak traffic hours that occur well before and well after rush hour and for that reason would not contribute to the existing traffic issues and would be much more compatible with the surrounding corridor than office uses or, or other uses. So in summary, the requested rezoning would result in a high quality attractive development that's compatible with the surrounding uses and would assist the city in maintaining and protecting Lake Wright. With that, I thank you for your consideration. The application will stand by for any questions. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, Charlie Lee smith Worley. Good evening, Council. Good evening. My name is Charlotte Lee Smith Worley. I live at 1188 Kempsville Road, Norfolk, for 67 years. I was born and raised there. Uh, I have tried to research and probably overwhelm Council with all my emails as far as information goes. Uh, and what I'm trying to emphasize here, the applicant has asked for a zoning change. He wants to go from office to commercial. Well, under office, he can already build the hotel that he has presented <coughs> to city, our Civic League many times. How much better that a hotel would be than an office building? Well, as it stands now, he can build a hotel, he can build offices, he can build restaurants. He doesn't need the zoning change. 
And so I went back and said, okay, there's got to be more to it than that. And when I researched the conditions for an office, if it's, if it's left the same way as it is now, office requires a 100-foot buffer around freshwater lakes. Well, Lake Wright is our freshwater lake, as you can see there. And a 100-foot buffer is 75 feet more than what he has already provided for. So I look at it as every time they have come and spoken to our civic lake, they emphasize hotel, 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 better than office building. Well, yeah, but you can already build an office building. You can already build a hotel, but you don't have that 100-foot protection that office provides for us, and that is my position. Needless to say, 7.5 acres of forested land that's going to be taken. Where else in Norfolk do you have 7.5 acres? Sorry, 7.5 acres. 36 percent. 36 times as much rainwater and stormwater runoff is absorbed by trees and forest, not by asphalt and concrete. We asked Mr. Cohen if he would consider pavers, green roofs, something. And he said, no, that was too expensive. And that was it. But again, again, lesser of two evils between office and hotel. But if he moves forth under the office standard, we would protect our lake by a 100-foot buffer. Any questions? I've presented you guys with tons of information about um, you can't get there from here. If you all look at the office, okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, Lenny. Yes, this is a, a change. Um, the design would have to go before the ARB. Uh, this rezoning comes with a bunch <coughs> of conditions. One of those is that it is going to have to go through the city's design review process to assure compatibility with uh, design guidelines that they had developed into a pattern book that is in your packet. Uh, it was designed by Moss Time Off Architects as to how the buildings that do face onto Northampton Boulevard would look, as well as the hotel in the back. So, so one of the conditions does put it in front of the architectural <coughs> review. Wonderful. So the concerns uh, that um, Ms. Worley cited um, about the, the runoff and pavers, uh, setbacks. The, the issue of runoff will be, is going to be addressed in site plan. And there's been, on, on this particular site layout, you'll see the area. See that the edge of the actual development is set inside of that line. So, except for this corner where the hotel is, it's larger than the 25 feet that's required. 
So where does 100 feet come in? Where does 100 feet come in? You're saying 25. Which is office, which um, was a part of, when we developed that whole area as an office park before USAA built out there, slightly after the Hilton Hotel was built, which is now a different brand. We created an office one district and we put in setbacks and there's a hundred foot buffer from the lake. You'll recall that we rezoned the IKEA property, which is just to the to the east, to uh, a commercial classification so that they could build closer than the hundred foot buffer. Um, it's been used in the other properties, but there are essentially only most of the properties here are not adjacent to this lake. There's a finger of recreation space that USAA developed, and I believe is probably used by Anthem now that they're using the building that was originally. This site was originally intended to be the second phase of USAA. And as you recall, they've left the area, the building's now occupied uh, fully by Anthem. Um, anything else I can answer? Yes, Ms. McClellan. So, uh, just to be clear, so uh, Ms. Worley ex in her statement said that under current zoning, the hotel could be built, retail could be built, but they want to change the zoning to pull the retail up to the, 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 the street line of Northampton and to push the hotel closer to the edge uh, yes, and, no, and maybe. decrease okay. the buffer. Yes, no, maybe. You can have hotel under the O1 zoning, O zoning, you can have office, you can have restaurant, you cannot have retail. That was a word you were using. They gain the use of retail and they alter the setbacks along Hampton Boulevard and the 100 foot buffer on the side. Is it possible to retain the 100 foot buffer? Um, I. You know, that's a question that their engineer would have to answer. It essentially impacts more than that. This is where the drainage is intended to be put into a BMP, this back blue area here. So that all of this, for the most part, is going to drain into here. And then ultimately it is absorbed and what is left running off will come into the, into the lake. If the hotel shifts that way, it changes the dynamics of that. I, could not answer you because I, I did not draw that plan. And, and Lenny, you, you mentioned that uh, with the IKEA site, uh, that, that site development, um, there was an adjustment made to be closer to the lake. And that, could you speak to that one well, more time? When, when the IKEA site was marketed, it was essentially in the office classification. Mm. Um, we were not certain how anybody was going to ever develop that site. It is hard to get into it. We had to change the intersection, create a light to get into the IKEA site. When we started talking to IKEA and realized they were going to develop it, we did change it to a commercial classification to allow it to build closer to the edge of the lake. Um, utilities was involved. It's essentially a lake that they maintain for drinking purposes. They were involved. Uh, everyone from our environmental offices were involved and we reduced it down so that the IKEA is closer than the 100-foot buffer. So my last question, Lenny, what is the impact to the lake 
if we allow this <coughs> as we did with IKEA? Is, is there an impact? We, with the BMP and the we other? take the lake seriously. We protect the lake. Uh, utilities has been involved in the conversation about this proposal from essentially day one. Uh, they are comfortable with the proposal as it is. They are very comfortable with picking up the access for maintenance area. Um, so it is our position that we are not negatively impacting anything out there. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Clark, call the roll. You have two ordinances for this public hearing. One, an ordinance to Sorry, suspend. Uh, let's see. Yes, I have another speaker. Randy Royal. Uh, to a public. Okay. All right. Um, what about Janice McLean? So when so when you sign the card, when uh, when you put some, uh, you indicate you're here for questions, and then some don't indicate, but you're perfectly welcome. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't fill out the cards, but um, thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you're here. <laughs> Hi. Right. Um, my name is Janice McLean. I reside at 1223 Corbell Avenue in Norfolk. Um, I'd like to speak in opposition to the development of the property at 5900 Northampton Boulevard. One of the main reasons to oppose this development project is the terrible impact. Uh, in the office complex served by USAA Drive. Um, ben and Victor are now called Northampton. Um, their plans do not show an adequate solution for traffic flow out of the hotel retail complex. Currently, as workers arrive and leave work, traffic backs up massively on USAA Drive. A Norfolk police officer is stationed at the exit of Anthem South Garage to manage this traffic congestion every afternoon, Monday through Friday. This is where Mr. Cohen proposes the hotel restaurant traffic to exit. Uh, may I submit photos of traffic on USAA Drive at the evening hour? I work at Anthem, which leases the concourse building next door at 5800 Northampton Boulevard. So it's kind of the whitish one at the top left corner there. It's a gigantic building thousands of employees. Um, Anthem leadership says that the landlord owner of the concourse building may be willing to grant an easement to use the concourse property for traffic flow because Ben and Victor convinced them that this project would be better for traffic than if uh, he were to build an office building. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Mr. Cohen's fallback statement when confronted with the fact that traffic in and out of this property is impossible is to say that building a hotel is the lesser of two evils. He has repeatedly threatened to build another office building instead of the hotel restaurant complex. And the land is zoned for that, so why didn't he? Most likely because he cannot construct a big enough building with adequate parking on the site to attract the kind of business that usually leases space in an office park. The hotel is slated for 100 to 115 rooms, certainly not very big as hotels go. But between the hotel and restaurants, he has stated it will only impact traffic on USAA Drive by about 2,600 more cars per day. He cannot build an office building that size along, the along with the required parking on a site that small. I believe that Norfolk City Planning and City Council have stated that this hotel restaurant project cannot be approved unless Mr. Cohen can devise a traffic solution, and he and his team could not. Logic says they cannot devise a traffic solution for an office building either. 
the decision by Anthem and the landlord owner of the concourse building to allow the easement means that Mr. Cohen and Ben Victor have put the burden of finding a traffic solution on Anthem corporate real estate if they intend to mitigate the impact <coughs> of their employees. Why should the burden of dealing with the traffic nightmare fall on the, the people who work in the park and on their employers so that Mr. Cohen can make a profit and disappear? Thank you. Um, I Mr. would like to submit a letter from Lake Taylor Civic League. Yes, please. Which um, unanimously <coughs> opposes thank you, thank this project. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Mr. Newcomb, if you would come back uh, one more time. I got one question for you, and I think Mr. Smeagle. Um, Going through the, the, the planning process, did traffic engineering, did they look at this? As when, you, when you look at the current zoning as office, if you look up potential for what size office you can build on this site, it would generate more traffic and at a different time frame than restaurants and a motel will. Now, this is an area that's been under quite an uh, impact of the construction of the continuous left-hand turn lane for the last two and a half years. My son works at Anthem. I, I sympathize with him greatly. Um, however, if you take it to hotel, you take it to retail, or you take it to restaurant, it has less parking generation, and it has better hours of flow than would office, which is going to open and close somewhat simultaneously with what goes on at USAA. Thank you, sir. Mr. Smeagle? Yeah, um, a couple things. There's some really pretty pictures of some restaurants that said potential tenants, and it just concerned me because I saw a Panera and a Starbucks in there, and there's a Panera and a Starbucks what, right probably a mile and a half away from there. So I'm not sure if they're really going to come, but I'm worried about them actually wanting to move closer to where there's more businesses, and so it just becomes another vacancy in uh, um, the Janif area. Um, I, with respect to Mr. Beeman, he did reach out to me to meet with me, and I, I said no, um, mainly because I made my point clear at the last council meeting what I was looking for with the green infrastructure. And I have to say, it, it was a really poor attempt from you guys to come back and address some of my concerns about the trees. I, I understand the, the uh, acre um, and preserving the 25-foot buffer, but I wanted to see more of an attempt to maybe even say we're going to put 250 trees now around the development and that was not there. Um, it's actually the same amount of trees. It looks a little bit less than that. I am concerned because an email went to council and it asked us if there was any council members who were opposed to putting this on the agenda that we would not put on the agenda. And I responded back and said that I was opposed to this going on the agenda until we had further discussion. So I don't know how that got missed. So. Um, that. came from Doug and Jared so you guys anyway um, but I, I would have liked to discuss this more as a council we really didn't have enough time to really so I'm my motion is to continue it again because I think that if it did get voted on today, it would be voted down um, and so this gives you guys an opportunity to still continue discussing this with us I'm just maybe making that off of a judgment of other council members but to give you guys another chance to maybe address some additional concerns from us um, and really working with the city manager's office on making this happen. I don't know how other council members feel, but that would be my recommendation is to continue this. You've actually read my mind, Mr. Sweet. All right, there's two. Mr. Uh, Martin Thomas. Questions of um, Mr. Royal. 
Yes, Mr. Royal, you please re uh, return to the uh, lectern. Yes, sir. Randy Royal, Kenway Warren Associates. So um, one of the issues that I've been made aware of uh, just today is the 100-foot buffer. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. it sounds like there may be a continuance. I'm hoping that's something maybe you can take another look at um, um, between now and when we take up this issue again as to whether you can move the, um, the BMP, the parking lots, and the hotel the 100 feet off the, the lake. I, I don't expect you have an answer today. You're going to have to do some work on it. But I just wanted to ask you to take a look at that, please. Okay, and, and if I could make sure that it's clear, the 100-foot buffer is not going to do anything for water quality. All, all of the impervious area will be treated on site. So the trees are just going to be additional area that cannot be used on the property. Mr. Mayor. Ms. McClellan. Um, while I appreciate that, that statement and I agree with you, uh, what the trees will do and what the additional open space and green space will do will help us with uh, reducing our carbon emissions. And uh, tree canopy and increasing our tree canopy is a very important um, activity and um, endeavor that we need to be looking at at the city of Norfolk. So, yes, you're correct that uh, it may not improve the water quality, but I do think it's an important goal for us to increase our tree canopy. And by decreasing this number of trees and by decreasing the buffer from 100 feet to 25 feet, um, it concerns me greatly. Thank you, sir. Yes. The motion is to continue generally. Mr. Clark, please call the roll. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clark? PH2? So you'll... Sorry, PH1A will continue generally yes. also. Ms. Doyle? I'm sorry, can this you repeat that? This is for the continuation of PH2. I'm sorry, PH1? PH1A. 1A, oh. Ms. So Doyle? The vote is PH... The vote to continue is Aye. Thank you. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH2? PH2 is public carry scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of Jonathan Provost for a change of zoning to apply to the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay District on property located at 208 to 218 West 25th Street. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. We have two ordinances for this public hearing. One, an ordinance to rezone property located at 208 to 218 West 25th Street to apply to the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay District. Dispense with the charter requirement for read the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. 2A, an ordinance granting a conditional use permit to authorize commercial uses on properties located at 208 to 218 West 25th Street. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH3. PH3 is a public hearing scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of MPB Inc. for a closure of a certain piece of Wellville Street running from Kempsville Road to its terminus containing 18,579 square feet or approximately 0.43 acres more or less. Please call the roll. I have an ordinance closing and vacating and discontinuing Wellville Street, authorizing the conveyance of any interest the city may have in the said street, and authorizing the city manager to accept the conveyance by the abutting property owner of a utility easement. 
dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Abstain. Thank you. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, C1 through C11 will be considered in a block. Thank you. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances and adopt the consent agendas. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? I just want to thank the McDonald's people on C3. It'll be nice to have an updated McDonald's <laughs> in my neighborhood. Aye. <laughs> Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk? R1. R1 is an ordinance to amend and reordain sections 25-653 and 654 of the Norfolk City Code 1979 so as to add one new yield intersection and four new stop intersections. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2? R2 is an ordinance authorizing the acquisition of necessary temporary construction easements from property owners of land adjoining the public right-of-way for the planned Newtown Road and Virginia Beach Boulevard Intersection Enhancement Project and authorizing the city manager to accept deeds of easement on behalf of the city. Dispenser with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3. R3 is an ordinance permitting meet at 319 LLC to encroach into the right-of-way at 319 East Plume Street with an existing projecting cornice. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4? R4 is an ordinance permitting 519 Front Street Property LLC to encroach into the right-of-way of 519 Front Street with a sign. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5. R5 is a resolution supporting three transportation projects through the FY 2020 Virginia Department of Transportation Smart Scale Program. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Uh, I'm going to vote for this. Is there anybody here from Public Works Land? Are you guys? Anybody? Uh, here. Uh, Amy. No, Amy's here. Amy, I've been trying for almost six years to get the section of Chesapeake Boulevard between Little Creek Road and Ocean View Avenue to be put in as one of these projects. There's no sidewalks, the water drains in all the people's yards. I don't know what I need to do to get that on one of these smart scale projects for funding. It, it would cost about two and a half million dollars. I think they did an engineering study on this, but they've been asking. Okay. Peggy Russell, I, and I want to do this while she's still alive. Um, oh, Tommy. <laughs> no, she tells yeah. me that too. She's like, I hope it happens while I'm still alive. But how do we get stuff on there? I mean, it just, it's in horrible shape. It, they, there's no drainage there at all, and there's no pedestrian. So it'd be a great project for putting bike lanes in on, on the sides. There's plenty of um, right of way there, but I'm serious. So if, so if the retreat agenda stays intact or more or less intact, we'll, we'll start this conversation about mobility. What your comments tonight were a great start. Okay, so we, good. Uh, we okay. hear you. Okay. Thank well, you. I'm going to support it. Welcome, Welcome, Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Amy's first meeting and see. She answered that so well. Yeah, good job. Just stand there and take it from us. So. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R6? R6 is an ordinance to amend and reordain Section 25-286 of the Norfolk City Code, 1979. So it's to amend subsection number 25-286.9 and change its title in order to include additional streets in the neighborhood parking permit program. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Mr. McClellan? Okay, sorry, Mr. Smeagley, you've opened the gates. So, um, parking permit, residential parking permit program. Uh, Mr. Manager, um, I had to help my mom go through this process, and I'm pretty technically adept and did it online. There's a lot of room for improvement. It is incredibly convoluted. We had to go four different screens, so um, I vote aye, but put that on your plate, please. Got it. Okay. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R7. R7 is an ordinance to amend and reordain Section 25-321 of the Norfolk City Code 1979, so as to authorize the operation of gar golf carts in the East Ocean View area of the city. This is with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Mrs. Graves? Aye. Mrs. Johnson? Aye. Mrs. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clark, R8. R8 is an ordinance designating the 44th Street Kayak Launch as the Highland Park Veterans Kayak Launch. Mr. Clark, uh, Dale Ryder, I know from the Civic League is here. He would answer any questions. Dale, good to see you. If you want to come up and say anything, I certainly welcome you. Is in good shape, so you can just say hello if you want. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> um, Dale Ryder, 824 West 49th Street. Just want to thank thank you all for your consideration and thank all the players who helped us get this thing established because it just it adds a lot to the neighborhood and gives us something to be proud of. And we we work hard on wetland restorations throughout in our Civic League, and this just helps us have more access to the water that we've helped uh, uh, improve. So thank I would just want to thank all the players from years ago that we've been fighting for this. Thank you, Dale. So thank you. All right, guys. Was this the same one that we took on the tour mm -hmm. when we went on the tour? Is yeah. that one? Okay. Yeah. Mr. Clark, Great. call the roll. Dispenser with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle. Dale, thanks to you and Highland Park for your advocacy. Really, it's tremendous. You can see the work that you've done. So thank you for your um, assistance in your community. Aye. Mrs. Graves. Aye. Mrs. Johnson. Thank you, Highland Park. Aye. Mrs. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. R9. R9 is an ordinance approving a lease agreement between the Young Men's Christian Association of Southampton Roads as Lessor and the City of Norfolk as Lessee for a lease of a portion of the property located at 312 West Butte Street for the use as a playground and approving the related subordination agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McCullen? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R10. R10 is an ordinance approving the conveyance to the City of Norfolk by the Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority of per par certain parcels of property located adjacent to Park Avenue and authorizing the City Manager to accept an appropriate deed on behalf of the City. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle? Aye. Mrs. Graves? Aye. Mrs. Johnson? Aye. Mrs. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. 
Mr. Alexander. Aye. R11 is an ordinance approving the conveyance to the City of Norfolk by Norfolk Redevelopment and Housing Authority of certain parcels of property located at 21st Bay Street and 22nd Bay Street in the City of Norfolk and authorizing the City Manager to accept the deed on behalf of the City. Call the roll. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle. Aye. Mrs. Graves. Aye. Mrs. Johnson. Aye. Mrs. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. R12. R12 is an ordinance approving a right-of-way agreement permitting TWP, the youth movement, to enter upon and use city-owned property located at 801 Church Street, 607 Nicholson Street, 620 East Olney, and West South Fifth Street to perform work associated with a community garden. Um, uh, uh, D. Ryder Love is signed Deirdre. up. Deirdre. 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 Deidre, but signed up, but did not, oh, there you are. You did not sign up, you want to speak? You signed up, but you didn't indicate you want to speak or just support? Um, just support. Okay, got it. Thank you. All right, Mr. Clerk. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Mrs. Doyle. Aye. Mrs. Graves. Deidre, thank you for all that you do for our young people and our community and making sure that they have a safe place to be and to grow and to express themselves. So I, I just want to say thank you because your heart and soul is really in this. And so I just want you to know we appreciate it. Thank you. Vote aye. Thank you. Ms. Johnson. Ms. Love, thank you so very much. I saw the community garden and all of the okay. wonderful work that you've done in that corridor with our youth. So thank you for everything that you do for the city. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. McClellan? Mama D. Aye. <laughs> All right. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Great. Aye. Um, R13. R13 is an ordinance approving the acceptance of receipts from a special revenue project, the 811 Marketplace, appropriating $200,000 if and when received from the sheriff and authorizing the expenditure thereof in fiscal year 2019 towards equipment and the salaries and benefits of four persons to be employed by the sheriff. Call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle. Aye. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. R14. R14 is an ordinance appropriating $182,565 if and when received from the sheriff and authorizing the expenditure thereof towards salaries and benefits for three sheriff employees. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Mrs. Doyle? Aye. Mrs. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R15. R15 is an ordinance approving the acceptance of receipts from a special revenue project, the Sheriff's Community Corrections Program, appropriating $586,000 for fiscal year 2019, authorizing the expenditure thereof by the Sheriff, authorizing the expenditure continued of a continued employment of 12 persons for the program and providing funds for their salaries and benefits. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R16? R16 is an ordinance to repeal section 14.1-2 of the Norfolk City Code 1979 titled Compensation of Officers of Election. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle? Aye. Mrs. Graves? Aye. Aye. Sorry. Mrs. Johnson? 
Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R-17. I have one additional item, a resolution appointing Amy M. Enman as an alternate to the Transportation District Commission of Hampton Roads for a certain term. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? So glad you're here. Welcome aboard. Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. That's all I have, Mr. All right. Department of Business, <coughs> Dan Gomez. Yes, welcome. No, come, come here to the front, sir. My name is Dane Gomez. I live at 139 Riverview Avenue, Norfolk, Virginia, over in Fort Norfolk. I'm here to thank the council on behalf of the bike community for all of your support uh, in regards to bike-friendly facilities. I've lived in six large cities in the past four years, and I think I found my home. Coming here, I decided to get engaged. I'm a 28-year-old Navy sailor who decided to get involved, and once I did, I found civic-minded mentors to guide me into being an effective advocate. I've never been welcomed with open arms the way I have been here. I've never felt the support of the community and the city more than I have here. I'm obviously passionate about bicycles, but I am looking to um, change my career path from Navy to urban planning and the professional skills that I've developed under the close supervision of Bike Norfolk, Elizabeth River Trail Foundation, the Bike Ped Commission, um, I think will allow me to be more effective and I'm looking to exercise those skills here. It seems like I'm the target demographic. College graduate was once transient, looking to stay. Um, I am looking to stay and live in the Ghent area. I am looking to work and provide for this community. So I just wanted to say thank you again on behalf of the bike community. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Leila Van. Congratulations on your engagement. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here. Okay. Uh, Greg Reck. Hello, my name is uh, Greg Reck, and I live at uh, 219 Granby Street in unit number 30. <clears throat> and um, I'm here speaking in support of bike lanes and the bike infrastructure. Uh, my wife and I have ridden bikes together for probably over two decades, and uh, this summer we're riding nearly every day. We start with a long section of the Elizabeth River Trail, and we'll go through all the details, but we'd go through ODU, Colonial Heights. We end up coming back down Llewellyn, which has some beautiful bike lanes in it that we absolutely love, and then on through downtown Granby to, uh, to where we live. All in all, it's about 15 miles, and typically I ride with our mini poodle and secured in a basket on my handlebars. And um, it's not a ride I would have taken when we first moved here about a dozen years ago. Uh, the gradual expansion of the bike infrastructure here in Norfolk, and in particular bike lanes and bike sharrows, really has made that ride a lot safer and a lot more enjoyable. And along the way, when we're riding, we stop at hardware stores, paint stores, sorted retail, coffee shops, uh, grocery stores, almost daily. And so we're saving gas, we're reducing pollution, we're cutting traffic by at least one car by riding a bike, and parking, uh, reducing parking frustration as well. Benefits are exercise, recreation, We've learned a great deal more about our neighborhood. And at times, we even forget where we parked our car because we haven't used it in a week. So that's 
investment benefit. One final point that I want to make. Several years ago, I supported the uh, Complete Streets policy in Norfolk. And Norfolk wasn't a pioneer. And so when City Council approved that back in January 2016, there were over 700 uh, other cities, states, municipalities across the U.S. that had already put a similar policy in place. All of Norfolk citizens paid property taxes and helped support building and maintaining the transportation network in the city. The Complete Streets policy simply says that that network should support all of Norfolk citizens. And in particular, regardless of the mode of transportation that they choose to employ, whether it's traveling on foot, in vehicles, public transportation, wheelchairs, or bicycles. And so I feel that that's, that's a critical element, and I strongly support that we continue to add to the bike lanes and that we add to all of the bike facilities and the infrastructure, as well as considering all the other points and modes that are associated with complete streets. And so uh, Norfolk has just published its first report, summary report on progress, which the uh, city should be doing every year. And they published the first one this summer. It's not quite as good as all of us would like. We'd like more bike lanes. We'd like more bike racks. We'd like more pedestrian crosswalks and a lot of the other features that, uh, that should be a part of a Complete Streets program. But the recognition of Complete Streets elements is growing, and we can't afford to do it all at once, so we're doing it a little bit at a time. And that's really what I wanted to say. So, thank, thank you, you very much. Um, Melissa Day. Hi, thank you for having us tonight. I live at 8008 Merritt Street in Norfolk. Yes, to the Chesapeake sidewalks, that'd be great. Um, I have a different um, view of our bike lanes. Um, I choose to ride my bike to work. Um, I'm fortunate that I own a car and so does my husband. Um, my children are driven to school or can easily walk. Um, but I work for an organization that represents 10,000 people who can't afford a car, um, who can't afford a bus pass, and can't afford a tide ticket. Often they work too far from home to be able to walk and therefore need a safe way to get to work. Bike lanes provide that opportunity. They provide an opportunity for people to find a way to be self-sustaining, productive members, tax-paying members of our society. If we limit bike lanes by ensuring that they don't impede traffic, we limit people being able to get to work easily, on time, and safely. So I thank you for your continued support of installing bike lanes that allows somebody like me who does it recreationally, <coughs> but also that allows somebody like the clients I work for to make it to work on time so that they can provide for their families. Thank you. Uh, Dorsey Sink. Good evening, Council. My name is Darcy Sink. I live at 1513 Lafayette Boulevard. I'd like to present a position in favor of the bike lanes, and thank you for your, your work in that regard. Um, I have a four-mile commute to work. In the morning, I usually take the HRT Route 8, and on the way home, I use the Pace Bike Share, and I actually will go out of my way to use bike lanes and roads that have sharrows. Um, so, it just feels so much safer and, frankly, pleasanter um, to get around that way, I'm very grateful to have another option besides a, a car um, 
to get where I need to go in the city and would love to see um, increased connectivity with the bike lane. So thank you. Thank you. And Samantha Sink. Uh, good evening, Council. My name is Samantha Sink. I also live at 15130 Lafayette Boulevard. Um, you know, every day I, I see cyclists uh, along Lafayette. They're using the sidewalk or they're riding in the parking lane. And that's because it doesn't feel safe along my segment of Lafayette for bikes. But, uh, you know, I, I see these new lanes in places like East Ocean View and in, on Lafayette, east of Tidewater, and, you know, the loop in Ghent. And, and I take heart because I see that you are. You're committed to making it better, to improving our mobility in this city, to giving us other options to get around. Um, you know, it's bike lanes are great because, as Darcy said, it feels safer. It lets cars know where to expect bikes. It lets bikes know where they should be in the street. Um, so it, they're really a great piece of infrastructure to have. And in this time where we're looking at changes to our mobility, such as autonomous vehicles, and uh, you know more delivery trucks from all the Amazon orders, uh, you know Uber and Lyft. I, I think we need to be focusing on how to move more people more efficiently, and we have limited space in our right of way in our streets. So let's focus on moving people. Please continue to support building more bike lanes, more sidewalks, and improving transit. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin Murphy. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. Uh, my name is Kevin Murphy. I live at 109 College Place in downtown Norfolk. Um, I'm here to speak because I heard that a group of residents were going to come out to City Council to protest bike lanes. Um, I'm supportive of the bike lanes and I want to share my experience with them. I'm not a serious cyclist, but I do enjoy biking from place to place. Until the bike lanes were installed, my rides were mostly limited to downtown and the Elizabeth River Trail. Since the bike lanes were installed, the connection between neighborhoods um, between neighbors, neighborhoods have been improved. My wife and I can comfortably explore more of city by night, uh, by Norfolk, excuse me, by bike. To emphasize the point, here's a partial list of the places we visited using Norfolk's bike lanes. The Narrow, Luna Maya, Nouvelle Restaurant, Kogan's Legrand Kitchen, East Beach Market, Jesse's Taqueria, both locations, um, <laughs> Taylor Hardway, Manny's for the uh, Manny Burger Special, uh, Benchtop Brewing, Smart Mouth Brewing, Old Mariner, Coselacanth Brewing, O'Connor Brewing, Rip Rat Brewing, Mermaid Winery, ODU football, baseball, and soccer games. Um, Mr. Schwarma, supper, total wine, Harris Teeter, page two. River, uh, Riverview Village Days, Virginia Zoo, Handsome Biscuit, and Toast at least once a week. In addition to connecting to the neighborhoods, the bike lanes help to improve connections between people. There's no hiding when you're on a bike, and it's become, been our experience that people we encounter uh, on our bikes are quite friendly. We often get waves from strangers and friendly honks from motorists. In all seriousness, the motorists are often friendly to a fault, waving you past uh, when you don't have the right of way. <laughs> I'd like to thank Norfolk's leadership for improving uh, bicycle infrastructure and encourage you to continue pressing forward. The bike lanes have improved Norfolk uh, for me, my wife, and many, many other residents. Thank you. Thank you. Linda Knowles.
Good evening, City Council. I'm afraid I'm going to be the black sheep of the evening tonight because I am going to speak in opposition to putting bike lanes on Granby Street. My reasoning is that Granby is a very, very high volume uh, lane of traffic. The volume of traffic on Granby is 30,000 cars per day. The effect of lane constriction on Granby, especially at the Llewellyn Street Bridge, at rush hour, you have cars racing to get in front of other cars. You have cars getting over into the middle lane. You have vehicles sitting through three to four lanes of traffic, um, light changes. And I just do not feel that Granby is a street that would be um, good for bike lanes. According to Appendix B, page 147 of the Norfolk Bicycle and Pedestrian Strategic Plan, it rates Granby and Ward's Corner as one of the worst and highest danger areas due to traffic volume, number of traffic signals, people turning into businesses, and the number of trains that bring traffic to a standstill. This corridor is, this corridor is assigned a stress level of LTS-3 and LTS-4. LTS-3 is recommended for enthused and confident adult bikers that are comfortable riding in higher volume streets at 30 miles per hour. LTS-4 is recommended for strong and fearless adult bikers that are comfortable riding on a higher volume traffic street at 35 miles per hour or more. The roads that bike lanes are on for right now have never had the volume of traffic on Granby Street. And I would like to know the projected volume of traffic on Granby Street in the next year or so. Additionally, uh, as I said, Granby Street has a daily traffic, traffic volume of 30,000 motor vehicles. The city plan does not take into consideration the additional traffic generated by the schools, hospital, fire department, and funeral home, Mr. Mayor. Added congestion will outweigh benefits of tra if traffic volume exceeds the capacity of the two-lane roadway. The threshold is approximately 20,000 vehicles per day, and this is according to a survey by Turner Fairbanks Research Center in 2014 on bike dieting. What is the projected rate again for traffic on Granby Street? Bike lane, bike lanes, bike, excuse me, I'm kind of nervous here. <laughs> According to the Wikipedia org study on road diets, fire and ambulances may be slowed, and if an evacuation is ordered, the evacuation will be slower. In the event of evacuation, the huge volume of traffic will be squeezed into two lanes while bike lanes remain empty. The proposed bicycle plan compresses 30,000 motor vehicles into four lanes, two lanes in each direction. This will create a 50% increase, 2,500 additional motor vehicles per lane on Granby. Additionally, traffic is backed up due to trains in Ward Corner plus intersections with four to five traffic lights. Traffic is consistently, whoops, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Matt Paddock. Good evening, Council. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak. Uh, my name is Matt Paddock. I live at 452 uh, Harriton Court. Uh, I am a member of the Bike and Pedestrian Trails Commission and also serve on the DNC board and uh, the Complete Streets Committee. Uh, I've worked downtown in Norfolk for, uh, since 2002, um, and I regularly commute by bicycle from uh, the Wards Corner area. Um, I have two boys in uh, Norfolk Public Schools who would love to ride their bicycles to school, um, but unfortunately, uh, the segment of uh, Granby Street between Ward's Corner and the established bike lanes, which I want to show my uh, 
heartfelt support for you establishing and continuing to expand. Uh, Granby is a particularly important corridor uh, for us, not only to connect downtown to Ocean View, uh, but honestly, the, the dream for me would be that I could ride with my boys to uh, uh, to Academy, uh, Lakewood Academy, to, uh, to Maury High School. So um, uh, I want to stress that uh, my drive, uh, when I do drive from uh, from Ward's Corner to downtown is, is effortless. Uh, it's an easy drive, uh, particularly since the bike lanes have come in, there's no additional stress that I can see or problems. Uh, my, my ride on the bicycle uh, is sometimes stressful. Uh, where, there were, where there were no lanes before, uh, it was a very intimidating ride uh, at times. And uh, since the lanes, uh, it is a, is a wholly different matter. It is uh, incredibly nice to have uh, the lanes in place. Uh, the, just the love, the sense of safety and security that one has on a bicycle uh, is completely different with these lanes in place. So I, I strongly encourage you to continue to support the bike lanes in Norfolk. And I think particularly on Granby, uh, just for uh, the sake of bringing, uh, again, people in this really important north-south corridor that we have in Norfolk and all the neighborhoods that... Uh, yes, are, are certainly high volume traffic, but also have a number of people like myself who are eager to you know, ride bicycles uh, up and down Norfolk as much as possible. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Jeff Cooper. Jeff, before you come, Andrew, do you want to discuss bike lanes before we transition? Yeah, just, um, just real quickly um, regarding the bike lanes, and I can appreciate, and, and thank you for um, all who've come out, both for and, and those who have concerns, um, it, it takes a lot to come out and speak to us. Um, I, I, I hear a lot. Um, I've actually, all the emails that I've received have been uh, in favor of it. Uh, and, and within the last year, like many of us, we have the opportunity to travel elsewhere. Um, and, and I'm always inclined to figure out if there are bike lanes. Um, so I understand the concerns about traffic. Um, but if, if they can do this in New York, D.C., Seattle, L.A., Columbus, Pittsburgh, and London, all of which I've traveled to in the last two years, uh, where the traffic is much, much, much more significant, I believe in the city of Norfolk that we can implement these pretty easily. Thank you. Okay. okay. Sorry, Mr. Cooper. Jeff Cooper. Yeah. Uh, good evening, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, members of council. My name is Jeff Cooper, and I live at 804 Botetot Gardens in Norfolk. I'm here to present comments prepared by my father, Charles Cooper, who is the manager of Five Points LLC, which is selling its property at 6107 Sewell's Point Road to the city of Norfolk. He wanted to be here to present these comments himself, uh, but unfortunately he had to go out of town to visit a relative who's had a stroke and he, he sends his apologies. Um, this sale has been the subject of a fair amount of public attention in recent weeks, resulting in some misinformation. We appreciate the opportunity to address some of the confusion regarding the sale. Our property sits right at the intersection of Sewell's Point Road and Norview Avenue and serves as a gateway to the Five Points Business Corridor. The property is comprised of four different retail buildings that have housed eight businesses sitting on 1.1 acres of land, making it one of the largest parcels in the area. We feel that the time has arrived to begin revitalizing the Five Points Corridor overall and our property in particular. We believe that the city of Norfolk is the best group to redevelop our property because it has the greatest resources, ability, and unlike a private developer, the city will honor the wishes of the Norview community with regards to how the land is reused. Therefore, in 2017, we approached the city of Norfolk and we proposed that they buy our property after we remove the existing buildings. 
just to be clear, we are the property owners and we approached the city to buy our land. They did not approach us. We recognize that the sale would impact the existing businesses on the property, which include Liberty Tax, Ace Check Cashing, uh, Joe's Custom Masonry, and Hershey Bar. With regard to the Hershey Bar, it is important to note that this business was not targeted. Hershey Bar's lease previously expired at the end of 2016 and was operating on a month-to-month -month basis. We could have required them to close down at any time before the city approved the purchase of our property, but we didn't. Instead, at the beginning of March 2018, before the contract to sell the property was fully approved, we, with Hershey Bar's approval, reinstated their lease with an amended termination date of October 31st. We offered this reinstatement until October 31st to give Hershey Bar some time to look for an alternate location and to build up funds to help with this relocation. In addition, we have also forgiven much of Hershey Bar's accumulated <coughs> and ongoing lease obligations amounting to tens of thousands of dollars. All of these allowances were granted because we consider them our friends. We have worked very well together with the Hershey Bar owners for over 30 years, and we are sure that they would agree about our friendly and supportive relationship. We would also like to reiterate that Five Points LLC sincerely believes the time for redeveloping the property is now. With this in mind, we will not renew Hershey Bar's lease after its October 31st termination. We have also provided notices of termination to all of our other tenants at the property. This redevelopment will help make the revitalization of the Five Points Corridor a reality. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Eric Cooper. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Vice Mayor, uh, City Council members. My name is Eric Cooper, and I live at 414 Brackenridge Avenue in Norfolk. As stated by my brother Jeff Cooper earlier, with regards to the purchase of the property at 6107 Souls Point Road, it is important to reiterate that we are the property owners and we approached the city of Norfolk after bu about buying the land. Also, we believe that the city of Norfolk is the best purchaser of this parcel because of their resources, expertise and understanding of the Norview community, and the vision of a revitalized corridor. In addition, we believe the time to redevelop the property is now, and we have re-terminated all the property's leases with this in mind. By way of explanation and background for our decisions, during the past 17 years, Five Points LLC has been an active participant uh, in the Greater Norview Task Force. The goal of this group is to revitalize the surrounding neighborhoods and commercial areas. The task force is made up of representatives of six civic leagues, the Five Points Business Association, as well as local property and business owners who interact with all with the representatives of the various city departments. The meetings are well publicized in advance and everyone is welcome. Under the leadership of Mamie jo Councilmember Mamie Johnson, the task force has focused on turning around the commercial district and has prioritized improving traffic and pedestrian safety at the intersection, providing more parking for businesses, upgrading lighting and landscaping, and addressing obsolete and deteriorated buildings. Stress in particular was the community's request that the city acquire properties that, once they were cleared, could serve as a catalyst to the revitalization of the Five Points Business Corridor. We agree with the community that the time has arrived to begin revitalizing the Five Points Business Corridor overall and our property in particular. We feel that the 6107 Souls Point parcel is, um, is unique for both its size and visibility. 
Clearing the land there would send a strong positive message to other business and property owners that Five Points is ready for reinvestment and revitalization. Norfolk is a fully developed city with almost no land available for future growth. In order for the greater Norview area to revitalize itself, it is essential that properties occasionally be cleared in order to allow for new opportunities. This property needs to be redeveloped and revitalized for the benefit of the citizens who call Five Points home. We are proud to be partners in progress with the greater Norview neighborhoods and business communities. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Yes, Ms. Graves. Um, am I correct in my understanding? I, uh, am I correct in my understanding? You all were looking to sell the building. Whether if the city said no, you were still. We're at the point where we need to, to, to sell do. the building. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've Thank actually you. had the property uh, available for sale for over ten years. Okay. Oh. Okay. Thank you. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Austin Lonnie. Hello there. Um, I'm Austin Loney. I um, work at um, Norfolk Pond, 6145 Sewell's Point Road, and I live at 2205 Jeffrey Drive. And like um, Eric has been saying, that the uh, property had been sale, uh, open for sale for 10 years. Everyone in the area knew it was for sale. Any one of us could have bought it. You know, I could have bought it. Anyone in the community could have. We came to the city. We had discussed through the task force meetings with um, Councilwoman Johnson about the city coming in and purchasing a piece of property to help revitalize the area. Y'all have done that or in the process of, and we look forward to as far as the task force goes and discussing what will go there in a future date. I thank y'all for investing in our area. Thank you. Thank you. Jackie Rochelle. So there it is, in a nutshell. The owners of the property have wanted to sell for 10 years, and anyone could have purchased it. Clearly, this is not a sale or a backroom maneuver or some scheme that has been cooked up to be detrimental to our friends at the Hershey Bar. This is an idea that we have rejected from day one, and now you have heard from yourselves that that is the case. If we can move past that, we need to look at the positive that will come out of this. We will develop this area. Five points will grow again. The spirit of partnership between business and community is alive and well. Tonight, I have asked friends of mine, Rebecca Luce, Gail Irby, and Kathy Moore, who come to us from and if you would, ladies, please make yourselves known, who have come to us from Denby Park and Oakdale Farms, an area of the city very similar to the situation that we found ourselves in, where the city acquired land and is now in the process of developing it for the betterment of the community. They have been a great source of guidance to me and comfort and are in support of our position, both as a civic league which I represent Greenwood, Elmhurst, Norview Heights, one of the six civic leagues you heard Austin refer to, and as a member of the Five Points Task Force for the better part of the last 10 years. We're very pleased tonight 
that I see in that stone here. And because she's here with her folks, we're very pleased and we're very hopeful because one of the things I've done over the past month is spend time watching and rereading the comments that have been made. And if we can get past the emotional tenor, if we can get past the statements that yes, should never have been made, and were blatantly untrue and blatantly unfair, what they are coming down to is exactly what we in the community are prepared to offer to help. Now, let me be clear. We cannot support a payout of $200,000 to $250,000 of taxpayer money, particularly since our real estate taxes have just gone up. Even I can't sell that one, folks. All right? And I can sell some stuff, but I can't sell that to anybody. All right? But there are things that we can do to help. Now, let me switch hats here for a minute because many of you know that I've been in the restaurant, bar, and nightclub business for well over 30 years, and my job is to get those doors open. We can help, but first we must know, and we're hoping that Annette will help us with this, as to where she wants to be. Because it is only with that that we can enter into an agreement. The way it's done is simple. You find a place you want, you sit down with that landlord, you figure out a budget, and then you figure out what the city can do to help, what the community do, can do to help, and what that landlord can do to help, because it is, after all, their property that's being improved here now, isn't it? So with that in mind, while we cannot approve and will not support a cash payout, we are more than willing to support grants that every business in this city can apply for. Help in getting their special exception. Help in getting their ABC license. Assistance in zoning. Assistance in getting permitting. We are fully prepared. My goodness, in this room we have a wealth of experience of people who have done it with the business owners you've heard from and one that you have yet to heard from and somebody like me who has done this for a living and a person who needs to have this done. So we are hopeful that tonight the rhetoric will stop. The ill will will stop. In view of facts, there really is no choice. And let's get going, let's get working, and let's find them a new place, and let's get it open. Thank you. And by the way, Ms. Johnson, thank you for your support. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Kathleen Rhodes. Good evening, my name is Kathleen Rhodes and I'm a resident of Norfolk. I'm also the director of the Tidewater Queer History Project and I teach queer studies courses at Old Dominion University. I'm here to express my opposition to the city's plan to buy property at Five Points because this decision negatively affects Hershey Bar, Virginia's oldest lesbian bar. My reasons for opposing the council's decisions have not changed since the last three times I was here to speak. And I would like to remind you again of the historical significance of this bar and the local, state, and national historical consequences of your decision. There are too few lesbian bars left in the United States for any reliable count of them to even be conducted. Most states no longer have any lesbian bars, and Virginia is one of only three or four with more than one. We currently have two, with Hershey being the longest surviving and one in the state. 
Though the suggestion at the last meeting that Hershey patrons simply patronize mainstream bars on dedicated LGBT nights was surely well-intended, it indicates a misunderstanding of why bars like Hershey are so important. Though it is enticing to think of 2018 as a time when LGBTQ people enjoy the same privileges as heterosexual citizens, the same ability to patronize establishments without considering their sexual orientation, I assure you this is not the case. Many recent incidents of violence against LGBTQ people in various parts of the country demonstrates this. In July of this year, a 50-year-old man was held hostage for four days without food and water in a basement in Massachusetts. His captor beat him, yelling homophobic slurs as he did so during those four days. Earlier this year, a 76-year-old Syracuse man was brutally beaten for being gay. In June of this year, a 10-year-old boy in California was murdered by his mother's boyfriend because he was gay. These are but three examples. There are many, many more. The suggestion that Hershey patrons move their business to other bars on dedicated LGBT nights came during the public comments portion of the last council meeting and not from the council itself. But it is one in a series of misunderstandings of LGBTQ needs in Norfolk and the larger Hampton Roads area. As a lesbian, as a lifelong resident of Virginia, as an activist and a scholar of queer history, I am deeply disappointed in the council's plan regarding the property of Five Points. So I request again that you revisit and reevaluate your original decision. Thank you. Judy Swiston. Mayor, Vice Mayor, members of council, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to you tonight. My name is Judy Swiston. I live at 2000 East Ocean View Avenue here in the city of Norfolk. Got to read my readers, sorry. Um, I've had a taxi cab business in the Five Points area for over 30 years. And in that time, I've been an active member of the Five Points Partnership, the Norview Task Force, business owners of Norview's um, association. The city has invested in the new rec center in Norview, which has been wonderful. It's invested in the um, middle school and also in the high school. And now you've made an economic investment into the, um, an economic growth for buying that block at five points. And I applaud you for this because it is so very needed. I've watched how business after business has closed in five points and something has to be done. And you have stepped up to the plate and I, really do thank you for that. Of course, the problem is this new acquisition has an unintended effect on the Hershey Bar and their patrons. Annette, the owner, who I've gotten to know through the years because she has been active in the community and a good business um, owner, and she's been a good neighbor, quite frankly. So, But more importantly, it has been a place for some that was the only place that they could go and have a safe haven and welcoming. If the Hershey Bar does not find a new home, there is no other place for these patrons. It's unique. The other businesses that are being displaced, for example, the tax and loan places, their patrons have dozens of other choices, but the Hershey Bar does not. Hershey Bar patrons do not. I've heard that the altered Alternative locations that have been suggested to the Hershey Bar are not up to code. 
This may, makes moving cost prohibitive because bringing a place up to code can cost tens of thousands of dollars. My hope in coming here tonight is to ask the city to help find a grant to the Hershey Bar people um, and that can move to um, make it affordable for her to be able to relocate. What the city is trying to do in five points is commendable. Council and the city staff are doing a great service to the community and to its citizens. The community needs revitalization and you have done this by purchasing this block. Everyone, however, needs a safe haven. My hope again is a grant to relocate this unique place so that the Hershey Bar patrons can continue to have somewhere to go. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer Alamara. My name is Jennifer Alamari. I live in Chesapeake, Virginia. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I've come to you once again to discuss our beloved Hershey Bar. Over the past four months, various television, newspaper, and magazines have reported on the closing of our bar. We have come and poured our hearts out to you the past three council meetings. Here we stand with two months left, and it feels as though we've just gotten nowhere. Sure, you've said you've heard our stories, and a few members have expressed interest in working with us, yet nothing has come to fruition. I have to say this lack of action is disheartening. The city is in desperate need of a human rights committee so that moving forward, no other small business has to endure what Annette and Billy have had to endure. They are stand-up people with great character and integrity. They have continued to pay rent on a building that's been sold, despite being told they don't have to. This whole experience has left me with little faith in city government. Hopefully in the future, the residents of Norfolk can elect some candidates that value all rights, regardless of sexual orientation. Um, Eric Jeff, do you, I see you, do you want to say anything? Or you, I don't want anyone to misrepresent you while you're here. Do you want to? I can say that, that the owners of the property have waived uh, past rents, uh, they have abated current rents, and they've also uh, spent considerable amounts on improvements that should have been done by the business. Um, and while I don't want to say the total amount it adds up to, it is, as I've said before in our comments, well into the tens of thousands of dollars. Thank you, sir. William Kessler. Hello, Council. Thanks for letting me speak. My name is William Kessling. I live at 4535 Bankhead Avenue. And um, I had an opportunity to work with the city over the years um, involved with the Five Points Partnership, which was originally called and it became the Greater Norview Task Force. Just change of name, same thing, different day. But um, anyway, um, I'm come here to, again tonight just to represent Annette and Billy Stone. Um, they're lifelong residents. Uh, they got worked multi-businesses all across the city. She's had many, many employees working under her. And uh, she's been a good partner in working with the city and as far as the Five Points Task Force is concerned. Um, my concerns that, that the bar has to close and they want to revitalize the area is something, but 
for six years, I worked on that committee. And I call it like an indentured servant in a way because I was a Civic League president. So I come down to the meetings because I needed to represent the people in my area. But uh, there's never ever was any cash ever available. Through the six years that I go to that thing is once a month, 12 times a year, you know, except for a couple times when they closed it down during the summer or something. But uh, there never was any money to ever fund any of these projects. Now all of a sudden the money just appears to buy the thing. I've We've been with the Better Block program. I've done programs with traffic studies. And, uh, and now they even go back to 2003 and the Five Points Master Plan after we sit through the meetings, have the discussions, table everything, Five Points presentation on the wall. Um, but uh, they never ever, in any of those discussions, any of those plans, did it ever involve acquiring that property. Close as it did to increase parking in the area was the dry cleaning store next door. That was in the 2003 study. That was a suggestion that came up. Um, I can understand that you want to revitalize the area and everything, but if you need to move the, uh, the bar out of there, I think you should move the bar somewhere else. So that's my big concern is that you help out this good servant of the community employer of people that live here in the city um, just do the right thing I know you all many of you I know personally Mr. Alexander Mr. Riddick and particularly Mrs. Johnson um, the rest of you all I apologize for not getting to know you any better but I know you're all, all to be uh, honorable people so I'm just looking for you to do the honorable thing thank you thank you Tiffany Williams Board members, uh, how you guys doing? Um, just a little about me. I uh, have a degree in paralegal studies, human resource management, uh, and I hope to start next semester in my master's for psychology. And that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about here today, except I've been going to the Hershey bar before I even thought about making anything of my life. Um, the writings on the wall, I'm sure, you know, what's done is done. A new location has to be found. Revitalization is necessary in a, in a city like ours, and so far, Norfolk is doing a great job at it. Um, what I want to talk about is really the, the seriousness of, of the safe haven that Hershey Bar is. Probably a lot of stories that you guys don't hear about during Pride. Um, we had an event at a straight club. It was a LGBT event. Um, the security guards, they harassed pretty much all of the patrons that were going in. They were using derogatory language, the F bomb, you know, calling men the F word and, you know, women, the D, you know, use your imagination. Um, they were saying this out loud to, to people that they thought looked like they were straight people telling them not to come in, don't come in here because this is this type of crowd, you don't want to get touched on. This is just during Pride this year. Two weeks ago, there was a young man that he was partying at a, at a venue that was a straight venue, but uh, he got beat up by three men. And this is all in Norfolk. 
same club on Grammy Street. Um, so when we talk about the necessity of somewhere that's safe, it's really somewhere that people need to feel safe because we're still being, or everybody in this community at some point is still being harassed, being beat up, even by the security that's supposed to be there to protect this community. So um, just, just to paint a clearer picture of why it's important, maybe not where Hershey Bar used to be, but somewhere else that's a safe place where people don't have to be harassed, not only by the security, but by people in the surrounding community. And that's it. Just just think about that. And, uh, you know, he got pretty up, uh, beat up pretty good, but he didn't go to the police or anything because, you know, who's going to really take it serious? I hope you guys do. Just think about it and consider it. Thank you. Thank you. John Barlow. Uh, my name is John Barlow, uh, 1828 Croydon Road, been here about 35 years. Uh, I'm a bicyclist. I didn't call, uh, come to talk about that. Uh, don't know how to drive a car, as a matter of fact. Um, I didn't come to talk about Hershey's either, but it seems to me that these people, they're not talking about a bar at all. They're talking about a home, a home that they can go to and feel safe. Doesn't matter where it's located, but you all have to ask yourselves a question. Do you actively want to have a lesbian bar in your community? I say yes, I think it has to be here. It has to be here. Um, this is what I came to talk about. <clears throat> I was here a year ago in the company of others to ask the city council to remove the Confederate statue that's sitting just outside to an appropriate spot in a nearby graveyard. At this time, the council voted unanimously to do just that. That was a year ago. The statue was still there. If it does go, if it is taken down, it's not going to solve our racial problems, but I contend it is a small step in the right direction, a step towards the future. It's inevitable. It's just a matter of when. I'd like to remind this council of a promise, a vow, an oath, a pledge you made right here in this room. Here it is. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United, the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation, under God, indivisible. I looked that word up, indivisible. It means impossible to divide, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Here's the important part, liberty and justice for all. Now, I don't know exactly who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, but I'm positive it wasn't a Confederate. One final quote, if I may. This is from the Vice President 
of the Confederacy, Mr. Alexander Stevens, dated March 21st, 1861. He said that the Confederacy was a revolution against the false idea that all men are created equal. He said secession, quote, is founded upon exactly the opposite ideas. Its foundations are laid, its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery, subordination to the superior race, is his natural and moral condition. It goes on like this. To me, the South will not and will never rise again as long as good men and women oppose human trafficking in the past, present, and future. It's still going on. I ask you to please remove this amendment to slavery from a main thoroughfare. The statue reads to our Confederate dead, please put it in a graveyard where it belongs. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Mayor, could you talk about the, um, uh, the, the challenges that we have as a city to actually uh, moving? I, I think that the public yes, needs to understand so why this hasn't been moved. Thank you, and, and Mr. Smeagle um, also identified. So a year ago, we, we did pass a resolution uh, expressing our desire to move the Confederate monument uh, to an appropriate place, museum cemetery. However, we ran into uh, a roadblock in Richmond, and uh, there is a, a court case uh, uh, that is pending uh, not only uh, Norfolk, but Charlottesville and other cities uh, find themselves in a similar posture uh, that without a court uh, ruling in our favor or legislative uh, actions, uh, right now we can't move the monument without uh, having, I get it, having so, uh, some type of um, action uh, towards us individually and maybe collectively, according to uh, the Commonwealth's attorney. But we continue to, our desire is to have it removed. We'll see you in a year. <laughs> Thank oh, that's you. It. All right. Um, get Danny Lee again. Thank you. Yeah. My name is Danny Lee again. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. Uh, the last time I was here, I made a mistake. It happens. Um, I went up after the meeting, and I went to Mrs. McCullen, and I said, uh, she said, I'm going to break the rules, and I'm going to ask, actually address somebody at this podium, and that's against the rules. And I thanked her for breaking the rules and then got home and said, wait a minute, Danny, you've been here for 12 years, even longer than Tommy Smeagol. And in turn, there are no rules. And I think the public needs to realize that. The rules are what city council makes up at the particular time. If you want to address somebody's needs and they're asking you a question that you like or they're stroking your ego or they're telling you how wonderful you are, you have absolutely no problem in addressing those people. But if you have old codgers come up week after week and challenge you, provide you with information, and ask you just answer questions, you walk into a, room, a, wall, a wall of silence, 
and you said, well, it's against the rules, we can't address you. So in essence, there are no rules. The rules are the ones that you make up as you go along. There are no rules, as I pointed out, in regards to the conduct of the members of city council. And when I was talking to Mrs. Doyle, uh, I indicated that, and her immediate response to me is, well, when I was on the school board, we had uh, a code of conduct, but there is no code of conduct for city council members or the mayor and uh, how they uh, conduct themselves. And that may be uh, something you may consider at the retreat, Mr. Smith. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I think everybody needs to realize there are no rules. The rules are the ones that city council make up. And even though you are a new council, you have carried over the old mantra from the old council. Uh, when I was a, a history teacher, we uh, told our children that democracy is for the people and by the people. And yet in the 12 years I've come here and run into a wall of silence, I've actually learned from both councils that have come along that in this democracy here, the rule is democracy is for the council and by the council. And it would one day delight me if I live long enough to see that change. Thank you. Um, before we adjourn, I do want to recognize Aiden Furlow. Aiden, stand up. He's working on his uh, citizen's badge. Uh, he is a member of uh, Troop 24. He's with his father. And uh, Aiden, it's good to see you. You're looking sharp. Uh, Mr. Smeagol? I just wanted to say I did reference an email that I sent, and if you would check your email on August 10th. Sorry, Tommy. Um, I was in line at Disney uh, when I sent it, but there was a memo from George Homewood that came out, and it said, therefore, absent an objection from a member of council. Um, and that's when I responded back to everybody. So just right. check your email on August 10th, please. It was continued. It was continued. All right.